0: to tonight. Jimmy Rollins is going to try for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poole. Cheers the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is out. The 0-2 pitch. Look at this. Don't up. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller, coming at you on the day that pitchers and catchers first reported to spring training. Uh, you're probably listening on Thursday, so it'll obviously be day two, but also just six weeks removed from opening day, so um, definitely getting closer to baseball, which is very exciting. This week, I am joined by Deputy Editorial Director Destiny Legardo at Phillies Nation. Uh, Destiny, glad to have you on. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's a wordy title. Yeah. I am so <laughs> excited about Brad Miller being back. I saw at first, that they were interested in him. And I was like, that's a great sign. And then the talks got serious. And I remember how I felt when they signed Bryce Harper. And I I know that was a whirlwind and we didn't really know if he was coming to Philly. But I had that same feeling when Brad Miller came back. I don't know about you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, we, we've we talked about it. You You and Tim were both on last week and we talked about it then. I feel like you know, since the Phillies Nation podcast, or, or since, you know, the version this of is the Brad
1: Miller Nation, the version, the
0: version of it with me and Ty started um, last October, October 2019. That's crazy. Um, and I think, I think really since then, there's at least one episode out of every, what, three episodes, we've talked about Brad Miller coming back because um, we thought they should sign him last offseason. And we thought they should all sign him this off season. So it's, it's something we haven't stopped talking about since he was last to Philly and now uh, he's back. Um, so before we get into like, you know, how, how um, you know, he's kind of a folk hero and, and all of that, uh, from, from a baseball standpoint, um, what's your take on, on the signing?
1: Yeah, he's that lefty Ben off the bench that, left uh, lefty bat off the bench that comes in in a clutch. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry that comes in in a clutch situation and gets that big hit for you. Um, He could also spend some time in left field. I know the team might not be confident about Andrew McCutcheon's ability to play a full season. I know we talk about that a lot, but you know, the depth's really huge. Um, Joe Girardi also said that he could play the infield. Uh, That guy's got some serious power. His glove could play. I mean, I I just see a a lot of positives coming out of the signing.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's three and a half million dollars, which is, like a good amount to guarantee to a bench bat. Um, So, which really leads you to believe that he's not just a bench bat, not that he'll play every day or anything, but when anyone needs a day off, when when Andrew McCutcheon needs a day off, when when Alec Boehm needs a day off or struggling a bit, when Reese Hoskins needs a day off, um, you know, Brad Miller can really slot in anywhere. I don't know if he can play shortstop anymore, um, even though he, you know, he he did play shortstop every day at one point in his career career but uh he, he's kind of the super to, to an extent he's the super utility guy uh, obviously scott Kinger can also play that role but he hits right-handed pitching really well um I, I would be very surprised to see him start against a lefty really ever but that's you know um uh, let me let me ask you this putting the over under at 81 games for brad miller what would you where would you lean
1: um that's a good question. I would lean over, um, like like you said, there's there's so many places that you could put him that I don't I don't see him sitting all those games. So, yeah, I I think he's going to be a big part of that offense.
0: Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. He's, uh, you know, he's he's what Jay Bruce was, but probably a little more reliable. And, um, but yeah, he, he and he, he he plays without batting gloves, which I think you know adds. <laughs> Yeah, a very, a very yeah. It's-
1: We also talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. He spent half the season last year hitting fourth for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I know it was a 16 team playoff and St. Louis Cardinals probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but the fact is, is that he was hitting cleanup for a playoff team. And I, I think you got to take that into consideration. Now I know like Brad Miller is the kind of player who could really excel in that 60 game season, just because he could get so hot for, such a a short period of time but really yeah he's really like like I said before he's going to be a huge part of this offense and I'm so excited to see him play I love seeing his energy I don't know if if the bamboo is coming back I I don't know if we'll be able to go in the clubhouse to see if the bamboo is actually there but something will be made of it and maybe there's a new like and I remember the duck hat
0: oh my gosh I
1: remember that fondly
0: I don't know i don't know if there's if, gonna
1: be some kind of like meme this year that yeah. um trying to it's hard to predict but
0: yeah but see the the thing about the duck hat like i i associate that with with like later august of of the the 2019 philly season which is kind of when everything fell apart oh, yeah. so while <laughs> while i i do i that was like a great I guess, meme or whatever you want to say, like the Duck Hats. It's like, why? <laughs> I, I forget who one player said was wearing one. Maybe it was Jake Arrieta was wearing it was, one.
1: It was Bryce Harper and Aaron and Ola that I remember seeing the someone, Duck Hats.
0: Someone was wearing one, and then someone asked, like, what's the deal with the Duck Hats? And, and the response was, I don't know. They, someone just started handing Yeah, somebody it
1: bought it, and, like, <laughs> somebody just has, like, because those costs, like, and I looked it up, like, $40 a piece, yeah. like, by, like, 30 I mean, they have the money, so.
0: yeah. But yeah, I I just remember that like seeing those, and then um, it was around the time that everything kind of fell apart. But like I, I, Sean Rodriguez definitely wore it after he hit the walk off. Oh yeah, Ron. yeah. Um, he so it, some, was, yes. it was it, he said some things in wearing that hat. That's 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 what we can say I think. But anyways, back to Brad Miller. Um, yeah, I mean he's I think they probably love him in the clubhouse and. He's obviously a, a good player, and it's not like he's gonna, you know, be great the whole season. He'll whole... he's shown really that he's he's hot and cold. But when he's hot, I mean, he hit he hit, what seven home runs in a nine game stretch. In exactly. The if that's in
1: the playoffs, like he could be like a folk hero. Yeah.
0: So. Like yeah, a I... Joe
1: Bland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, and and I, I do feel like we could talk about Brad Miller probably for the next hour. Um, but we we do have other things to touch on. So we are going to move on. Um, just um, something we should mention is that uh, the Phillies have invited Oduble Herrera to minicamp. Obviously, um, Herrera, this is the last year he's under contract. Um, that was an extension that was signed years ago and um, has not played since uh, he was arrested for uh, domestic abuse and, uh, you know, has, as was outrighted off the 40 man roster, but he is invited. And, and today, Joe Girardi pretty much said that, um, you know, he could play spring training games. He is getting, he, you know, he, it's pretty clear he's getting a shot to make the team, even though he's not, he's not in technically in the in spring training camp. He's in, he was invited to mini camp, uh, but, but he's going to get a shot to make the team.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, I kind of wanted to be brief about Oduble. Um, My thoughts about, you know, him coming back are kind of all over the place. So I don't know if I should go into deep detail about it, but I guess the one thing I would say is that, and I found this like really interesting when Joe Girardi spoke earlier today, he kind of got in the root of the problem of why like Odoble's there in the first place. And it's that the players union protects the players that, commit these kind of crimes and, you know, he has this guaranteed contract and he's gonna get paid no matter what. So like, there's a reason why in sports, like so many um, athletes who commit domestic abuse just end up back on their team. It's because, you know, teams care about winning and they are paying these players. And I'm like, I I hate it. I'm not saying it's right at all, but um, you have to kind of think about the whole equation of like, you know, doable has his contract. I in my opinion like he wouldn't even be at camp because this is just a a like a a dumpster fire of a situation pr wise um the the messaging just hasn't been great from the team um i'm not particularly happy with some of the stuff that that Aaron Nola said i i don't want to blame too much on on him but um this could all have been avoided if they just didn't invite Odubel Herrera to camp
0: yeah uh i think that that pretty much sums it up like you said if we if we talk too much about it we will just keep
1: yeah we want a, a positive yeah. podcast it's you know pitchers and catchers ride wednesday and this is a really good team that a lot of people should be excited about so it's really a shame it's really a shame that this whole situation is kind of putting a damper on it
0: yep but again just um yeah i don't think i have anything else to add so uh, the Phillies, they did make another signing uh, today on Wednesday. They signed left-handed reliever Tony Watson to a minor league deal, but he will make $3 million if he makes the major league roster. Uh, this isn't the first deal we've seen them ha- hand out like this this offseason. They, they gave a similar one to Brandon Kinsler, another one to Hector Rondon. So, I mean, you compare this, these kind of moves to, to the, the minor league contracts they gave out last offseason. These are better. They they're they're setting themselves up to at least have a competent bullpen. Which even if you know it's not going to be an elite bullpen, doesn't matter. Anything in the you know if they have a top twenty five bullpen, it's you know leaps and bounds better than it was last season. Um, So I, I think the the interesting thing here is you have Watson, you have Kinsler, you have Rondon. And then you have a bunch of other guys who could, uh, you know, slot into the bullpen who are on the, um, who are, you know, guaranteed major league deals or, um, you know, guys like Jojo Romero, Connor Brogdon, who were on the team last year. So, Destiny, how do you see this shaking out? Do you see all, which of these guys do you see making the team? Do you think all three of them could? Um, I think it's important to know that if if they don't trade anyone and, and all three of these guys make the team, they're... Probably over the luxury tax. So, um, what's your take on on the bullpen here?
1: Yeah, when they signed Brandon Kinsler, I kind of thought that he. I know it's a it's a minor league deal, but I kind of thought it was a, a guarantee that he'll be on the major league roster. But you know, the the Watson signing kind of puts that. You know, he's really like Kinsler is really competing for that spot. So, yeah, like at this point, I'm I'm really not sure how this bullpen's going to shake out. Like like you said, they might. Approach to luxury tax with these signings, and they have so many other pitchers on the 40-man roster, and there's not a lot of space on the 40-man roster. I mean, we talked about Brad Miller; he took Sir Anthony Dominguez's spot, who went on the 60-day IL. The only like obvious spot that's left is David Hale. They could cut him. Gell pretty much said that, you know, if they released him, it would only cost them like $150,000. So. You know, if you have all these veteran arms, and then you you have all these young pitchers, you you kind of wonder like, you know, you you might have to give up some of your young pitchers like Rosso, Suarez. I know there's some issues with Suarez and some other pitchers about getting to camp, and that might hurt their chances of making the team. And Dave Dombrowski doesn't really have an attachment to a lot of these pitchers on the 40-man roster, so he could just be like, you know, DFA trade or or whatever. So yeah, I don't I don't know how this is gonna play out but it's it's really interesting how this team finally has some depth and the problem is, is that they might have too many good pitchers at camp
0: yeah I, I, I mean um, I was actually talking about this with a co-host of, of this podcast Ty Daubert today a little bit he'll <laughs> he'll be back um, hopefully sooner than later obviously um,
1: I really hope he's back even keeping, <laughs>
0: keeping in our thoughts but anyways Ty, Ty made the point like if it comes down to it would the, and there's one spot left, would the Phillies rather give a spot to Jojo Romero or Tony Watson? Like Tony Watson's better right now. You know, do you, do you put, do you put Jojo Romero in triple A back in triple A, even after he showed what he showed last year? Like I, that feels like a possibility. Um, And I I think it's, it's an interesting consideration. Um, Again, just, just a a, a total opposite of of last year's bullpen.
1: yeah, if you remember some of the, the non-roster invitees they had for camp, it's so drastic the amount of talent that's in camp now versus what was last year. Like, they had Anthony Swarzak and, oh, yeah. my God, Reggie Drew McLean, Drew and Like, like there's such a difference, like, in what they have now and, like, last year. Like, it's kind yeah. of insane. Like, we, sh- we should have known all along that this bullpen was just going to be historically bad because they yeah. just – they scraped at the bottom of the barrel – we should have all seen this coming. Um, they they got like Matt Cluntek pretty much got what he deserved with that bullpen. Yeah.
0: Well, the <laughs> the other thing about that bullpen, um, is... Blake
1: Parker was one of your best pitchers.
0: Like, oh, oh, come, on. Parker, Parker Parker Parker, come, come on, we love Blake Parker, but still. <laughs> by the way, signed by the, the the Cleveland Indians, but um, so he will not be returning. But um, they they traded for guys who were good or like who had been good, and Heath Hemery and Brandon Workman and uh, David Phelps and all of those guys just became like the worst pitchers in major league history for like a 30 game stretch which i think is just you know it's 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 um i guess icing on the cake because like you said they start with with guys like like reggie mclean who obviously weren't good and then and then they 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 get better on paper and it just actually gets worse so um i think it it, it did go not that not that they didn't deserve it not that they didn't you know horribly plan they, they only gave the only reliever they gave major league money to I'm pretty sure it was Tommy, Tommy Hunter. Hunter yeah yeah so yeah i we again, we could talk about this last year's bullpen forever too because it was such yeah. a, such an anomaly but um yeah all right, all right. i'm gonna, i'm going to put you on the spot here um what 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 does this bullpen look like on opening day
1: oh lord um i'll,
0: I'll give you Hector Neris. I'll give you Hector Jose Alvarado. Maris,
1: yeah. Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley. Sam Coonrod is a really like interesting question because like they traded Carson Ragsdale, who like in my opinion, like was a, yeah, a prospect that you should probably hold on to. Like you you didn't really see him in action, but um that might be an indication of just like what Dave Dombrowski thinks of I he might think highly about of, of Brian Barber, I don't know, but I, that's I just don't we could talk about that a little you know later like I, I just didn't agree with that move but he could be in the minor leagues he still has options left so he's still gonna have to um
0: earn a spot earn a
1: spot sure. in the bullpen yeah um we said Brogdon
0: yeah Romero so that's, that's you think you think Romero yeah so that's five yeah. that's R- Romero, Brogdon, Maris, uh Alvarado and Brad we also
1: have to keep in mind that a lot of these relievers probably have opt-outs at some point in spring training. So right. if they, if they don't know who's making the team and they see that they might have a better opportunity elsewhere, they could leave. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I mean, I, I say, I think Kinsler makes it, I think, cause he, I mean, he's been one of the better relievers in, in baseball honestly, over the the last few seasons, I feel like he makes it. um, Tony
1: Watson was also really good last year, 17 scoreless appearances. And then the, the one blemish was the last game against the Padres. He gave up back-to-back home runs. And that's three, that's most of what his ERA is last season. that's kind of crazy to think about when evaluating him and he has an ERA under three and you know, who else had an ERA under three? (laughs) Jared Hughes. Oh. So, you know what? I'm, Tony Watson is gonna make this team. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: um, yeah, I, I feel like I should give Destiny a moment here to talk. You, you, you can touch on Jared Hughes and and what happened this week because I feel like he's your guy.
1: Yeah, he is my guy. Um, so Jared Hughes announced his retirement on Instagram this week. He had a really nice message about his wife. Um, I believe starting a real estate business, and the last line was, "I'm hanging up my shoes." Um, he had a really nice career. Yeah. He. Was a he big was part, part of, of that meme. part of a meme. Um <laughs> I, I don't think that should be like his lasting legacy. It will be in Philly. Um, he was a big part of that second half bullpen. I really I loved I loved his enthusiasm. I love the fact that he just ran out on the field and was out of breath. Um, <laughs> and I love the fact that, you know, people make fun of him for the meme. And I I love the fact that. He took it in stride. I I know he told a a really funny story about how JT reacted to that. Like he said, JT approached the the cameraman and was like, "How could you do that? Why would you, <laughs> why would you cut to that?" And like Jared was like, "It's cool, man." Like and that's that's him. He was able, you know, John Boy really went in on on yeah, Jared that, in that his jo- video. And
0: that John Boy video was so funny.
1: Yeah, and he took it in. Yeah. He took yeah. it like a man. Yeah, um
0: for sure. He I mean he he embraced it for sure. Yeah. Um, so
1: I'll I'll miss him. Um yeah. I I thought he could he could be a good minor league signing for the bullpen. I thought that last year, but you know, he ends his career with an ERA under three, and you know, yeah, you gotta impressive. be proud of that. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you're not like screaming Jared Hughes into the minor. Jared because, Hughes. <laughs> because I mean anyone listening or most people listening probably know that whenever Destiny refers to Jared Hughes, either from the Phillies Nation account or own account. It's all caps because, I mean, it's Jared Hughes. But, yeah, that was uh, his attitude. All but, caps. Yeah. Um, we had seven relievers. I, obviously lost our train of thought there with the Jared Hughes yeah. thing. <laughs> um, I feel like they, they need a guy who can, they need a, probably need a like a swingman uh, type of guy. Uh, but like, is it Velasquez? But like, yeah. I mean, Velasquez is, is Velasquez is good in, in that bullpen? role? Is, yeah. is Ramon Rosso getting a, a, a spot? Probably not. So I don't know. Um, Do
1: you put like Velasquez in the rotation and then have Chase Anderson in the number no. five? It, Spencer Howard, a swingman?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, f- I kind
1: of think Spencer Howard could be a good opener, but that's like, yeah. that could Dr- us down Joe, a rabbit
0: is, hole. Is, is Joe Girardi ever going to use an opener? Oh, uh,
1: I, I thought about asking him about that one time last year. I don't know why Gabe, I didn't.
0: Gabe tapler has gone. I don't know if we're ever going to see an <laughs> opener. <laughs> over the next few years. All right. So, you know, Destiny, you had this tweet earlier this week that I thought was was very interesting. Um, you, you basically asked the question, if you, if you could put any player from the 2008 Phillies on the current Phillies roster, um, who would it be? So I thought we could talk about it on the podcast a little bit, um, do a quick little little draft back and forth. Um, of of players we think would would be most helpful. It's interesting, obviously, because because this team like it is right now. It is relatively complete. Um, maybe there's there's a, a specific position of need, but um, for the most part, it's complete. And so I, I'm I'm definitely intrigued by this conversation. Um, and I st- will
1: say, like one of the reasons why I said I didn't want people to put in Cole Hamels is because I thought he would be an obvious choice for a lot like a lot of people say this team needs pitching and Cole Hamels would be that guy but really it was a, a trick to see if people would say the the real obvious answer which is and you're going to get to this Chase Utley
0: yeah yeah so I was going to start us off uh with this you know draft or, or how whatever you want to call it and it's it's Chase Utley positions don't, don't <laughs> you know I, I Spend a lot of time talking about how like you know defense is undervalued on the major league level um but you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Gene Segura you can play center field because Chase Sutley was an 8-1 player in 2008 um you know he was he was one of the best players in baseball during that stretch like you can't not add him I I, I don't know I don't know what you do do you try to think of the most creative way to do this I mean I guess you need, really need someone to play center field. So I guess it's probably I, all right, who would be a better center fielder, Gene Segar or Chase Utley?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah yes, pitches um, and catches recording today. The thing, is it, about... yeah, <laughs>
1: the thing is is that it, it really doesn't matter. And yeah. if you're talking a little bit about the 2021 team, I know there's a lot of bad outfield play last year, but it's primarily ground ball pitchers. So you would really like a, a good defensive second baseman you
0: know we're not even we're not even gonna have a center field we're going five many in infield oh yeah is just flying behind second base no I think <laughs> I think I think I would put Segura in in center field because uh Chase Utley was an elite defensive second baseman let him play there let Segura run around um
1: like who would be better in uh well, okay let me frame it this way who would be better like Reese Hoskins in left field or Gene Segura in center who would be worse
0: mm. yeah I don't know I <laughs> Reese <laughs> Hoskins was uh not great in, in in left field I feel like I feel like Segura might be worse I don't know I mean Segura's relatively fast um but when when has he played has he he I don't even know if you've ever played the outfield like at the minor level so I don't know hopefully that's not something we find out this season but yeah uh, Anyways, I'll I'll let you go ahead and make your first choice.
1: Yeah, so I'll pick Cole Hamels. And like I said before, he's an obvious pick with the way the rotation is. I think he would slot as, and you could argue with me, um, he would slot as your number three pitcher, and you would have three aces at the top. Where Cole Hamels in, in 2008 was 24 years old. And fun fact, he would be younger than Spencer Howard if you just put him wow. in the – wow the 2021 team Um, he gave you 227 innings in 2008 he was a almost a five win player he had a a three era and he didn't really his velocity was at like low 90s so like I I don't know like with this conversation should we like say like he has like this stuff and it wouldn't play as well like in this time Uh. period because like hitters could could hit like 98 like easily but I, I I don't think like that that'll make the discussion a little bit harder, but like, um, and he had a 1.0 ERA in the, the post season. He won the NLCS MVP and the world series MVP. So yeah, I would easily, I would pick Cole Hamels right after Chase Utley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, it's definitely tough. I think from here, well, I mean, I think it's tough from the beginning, um, I don't know. I I think Jimmy Rollins will be really fun in this clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not going a purely baseball move here. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna add Jimmy Rollins to this team. I'm gonna slot. Here's how we're gonna do this. Gene Segura, you're playing third base. Didi Gregorius, you're playing second base. Jimmy Rollins, you're playing shortstop. Oh no.
1: Alec Bohm is playing left field.
0: Uh, Would one, that work? Alec Bomb's playing first base. Reese Hoskins okay.
1: is playing left field. oh yeah I love
0: <laughs> and it and then and then Andrew McCutcheon's actually gonna play right field and Bryce Harper's gonna play center field <laughs> so. that's perfect and but, Jimmy
1: yeah. Rollins like also like if they didn't sign Didi Gregorius I think Jimmy Rollins would be like one of the more um, obvious yeah. choices um yeah. and he, he also like And I'll get into this with my next pick. He fills this need of like a really good leadoff hitter. Cause like, and we don't like really talk about this a lot. Does Andrew McCutcheon really do it in the leadoff spot? I I don't really think so. So
0: I think, I think he did. Like in in 2019, he definitely did. Um, And that was over what 60 games ish before he got hurt. Definitely, you know, what an 850 ish OPS on base percentage, 380. That's it. I, I know like, People say prototypically you need a, a, a leadoff guy to be fast. But that's not really how it is today. I think, well, like last year, he was not good enough. He, Outside of a two- or three-week stretch, he really didn't get on base. So he didn't cut it. I, If you ask me, I think Reese Hoskins is, a, is the best option to lead off on this team currently. But like you said, there's not really a, a prototypical guy. Um, although I think I, I will say – Because I know who you're about to say, or I I can guess who you're about to say, and I I do think he is actually probably a better option in the leadoff spot than Rollins. But um, I'll let you get to that.
1: Yeah, so my next pick is going to be Shane Victorino. Um, He obviously, you know, I'll say this, since 2018, Philly center fielders have been worth a combined four wins above replacement. Um, And Shane Victorino was was worth 4.3 F4 in 2008. So that's like three years of production in in one year. Um, he was a, an excellent might, center that fielder. That might
0: say more about the Phillies center fielders than it does. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, you
1: know? definitely. But it, it puts yeah. into context just if they had like, you know, Jack, Jackie Bradley Jr. isn't signed yet. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like we should note this now because I forgot to say this earlier. If they're gonna go over, if they're gonna inch over the luxury tax because they they add tony watson to the the major major league roster they should just go blow over it sign guys sign sign jackie bradley jr become good like like really good if you yeah
1: especially if the mets are out and i know we're getting on a tangent if the mets are out on jackie bradley jr his price should be down so maybe you could get him on a one-year deal but anyway back to shane victorino um (laughs) yeah
0: we've been pretty good Um, with these tangents
1: yeah we we have been um He had a 107 OPS plus in 2008, Um, 10 defensive runs saved in center field. I might have said that already. Um, He could be your leadoff hitter. I I would obviously have him over Andrew McCutcheon. I know in 2008 he was hitting mostly second just because Jimmy Rollins was that leadoff hitter. But, you know, he would just be like he would be the fan favorite like he was back then. You would get that defense. You would get that bad. You get the power. You get the clutch because he also hit that grand slam. So, a team like the Phillies right now would love a Shane yeah. Victorino. Yeah.
0: For sure, I, I think he is. He is, uh, when, when we think back to the the those teams, I think Victorino is is pretty heavily underrated. Uh, we think we think Utley, Rollins, Howard, Hamels, but Victorino was so good and um, made a made a. Big difference, but my last guy, again, I'm not, I want I want this team to, to be fun to watch too, not just good, well, good is probably more important, but for the purpose of, <laughs> of this exercise in my head, so, I mean, I'm just, just, just picture a lineup where you have Bryce Harper, and then you have Ryan Howard or you, you know you Harper Hoskins Howard like come on the 3H's you can Oh
1: my god come
0: up come up with some some nickname there Triple H Yeah sure uh they would hit <laughs>
1: time to play a game
0: Yeah they would score a lot of runs again I have no idea what the defensive alignment would look like um, I wouldn't put Ryan Howard in center field I can tell you that um I'd probably again, it'd be Reese Hoskins in left it'd field It would be a lot easier if there was
1: a DH definitely <laughs> It would be a situation. lot easier
0: if there was a DH but there's not. But Ryan Howard did forty eight home runs in, in two thousand and eight. Um, I think it'd be fun. I mean this lineup, if if you put him in this lineup there would be zero holes. I mean Andrew McCutcheon would be your worst hitter. Or I mean McCutcheon or Segura, like either one. Doesn't matter.
1: And yeah, and they're pretty good hitters so yeah. they'd be in <laughs> exactly. really good shape.
0: You'd be in good shape. I, I don't it might be one of the worst defensive defenses in major league history, but
1: Yeah, it might be slightly worse than the Nationals this year. Um <laughs>
0: But that's fine cuz they're hitting dingers.
1: Exactly. And I'll I'll say my final pick and I'm going to go with Jason Worth. Um and I guess we'll talk a little bit about an obvious name that we excluded from this list that was very popular with Do we even do we the... even have to
0: name him? No, I can I have
1: Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll name him, but um I I would put Jason Worth in in left field and replace Andrew McCutcheon. I I think you know, it doesn't really matter. They have that $20 million with McCutcheon, just have him on the the bench, because, yeah, it's one year left, like, not a big deal. Um, Chase and Worth destroyed left-handed pitching. Uh, he had 17 hits in the postseason, 10 of them were extra bases. He was a five-win player, a 129 OPS plus, 24 home runs, six defensive runs saved in right field. So, yeah, and I he would just so- like, he was just, he was so good. It's kind of crazy that Chase Elliott might have overshadowed him a little bit, but, yeah, yeah that was, like,
0: was Jason Worth's
1: coming out party, yeah.
0: Like, Worth was the second-best player on that team for, um, like, a three-year stretch until he signed with the Nationals and then everyone booed him unnecessarily because Phillies weren't willing to pay him and the Nationals were, so obviously he took the money like any player would. But that's another discussion for another time. Yeah, Destiny, like you said, there's name that. <laughs> most people respond with I think it's it's part of the part of the reason we actually talked about it on the pod because listen I know the bullpen was bad last year I know that Brad Lidge was great in 2008 but like the, the 2008 Phillies had too many good players too many really good players for the one person for you to pick to be Brad Lidge I mean I don't know I don't know what else to say
1: I think back to when the 2018 reunited in 2018 and in the little interview session, Brad Lidge pretty much said like a big part of my success was like the guys behind me. So like in this exercise, we're just taking Brad Lidge. We're not taking the entire 2008 bullpen. I think a lot of people forget that that whole bullpen was good. And I know like being completely perfect for an entire season is this incredible like feat. But when I also think about this, um, I I kind of see it as, like, you're not, like, like for example, if you're taking Chase Utley, you're not just adding, like, eight wins to the Phillies. Like, that's just kind of overly simplistic. Right. You're kind of taking, like, where that player was in their career. Like, Chase Utley was deep in his prime. Like, you're getting a good Chase Utley no matter what. Brad Lidge was horrible in, in 2009. So you never know, like, just the way, like, 2008 went. Like, he he was amazing, but could could have went a lot worse if – some things went different. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, like yeah. people I, you know, I, I see this and like, rip, like rip us, but like, that's just kind of how we feel. Um, we would take these like five wimp position players over the two win pitchers. And it's kind of like, I really like the exercise because it, it made me like realize that a lot of people just kind of see the game a little differently. Like they evaluate performance. Like we kind of like, we think about like war and like a lot of other advanced statistics and like, a lot of people like remember these players a little bit differently and yeah. back in 2008 we weren't talking about like FanGraphs war yeah. we were kind of just like oh like Brad Lidge <laughs> was like, per, like I mean he
0: was he was obviously very good um and he would <laughs> help the team a lot I just again there are other players who would help more um yeah and I, I think your when-
1: options this year like at closer aren't Awful, Like, yeah, a lot of people have certain feelings about Hector Neris, and he'll probably be better in a setup role. But I'm not, um, I wouldn't be angry if he was the closer. Archie Bradley could be your closer. Brandon Kinsler yeah. could be like, um, so, yeah, yeah, to have a and and I see a lot of a lot of reasons why people pick Brad Miller because they just watched a sixty game season where it it felt like every game was blown by the Phillies bullpen. So they want to see you know, a team that could actually hold leads. So I totally get that. But um, the 2008 Phillies won because that lineup was so deep and they won because the whole bullpen was good, not just because they had a really good closer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would I would consider taking Jamie Moyer over Brad Lidge and that's the last thing I'll say. I don't,
1: yeah, I don't know about
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I don't know. Um, Yeah, my favorite, my favorite Brad Lidge set is that um like when probability added if you look at like um for anyone who doesn't know it's when probability added is just like a one of those advanced stats that baseball reference uses just to kind of determine like how much a player added um you know to to a, a team's chance to win uh bradledges when probably probability added in his career as a Philly is is the the absolute value of that is less than the absolute value of Jonathan Broxton's in games against the Phillies in the playoffs because John I know Broxton you love that was so bad against the Phillies in the playoffs so like by that metric Jonathan Broxton helped the Phillies more in the playoffs than Brad Lidge I think that's great but <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that in there um
1: <laughs> if you that, got through this podcast congratulations yeah. i really i appreciate you guys sticking with us
0: for sure and i hope
1: ty comes back soon
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was great having you on destiny thank you so much um six weeks till opening day uh until then listen again next week thanks again everyone